Welcome to Journey Partners. I'm Mark Connolly. And I'm Tonya Gajuso. This podcast is for those of you who are curious for change, want more happiness in your life, and want out of your self-sabotage cycle. We want to share our stories with you so that you see you're not alone in your struggles. By chance, Mark and I met years ago. We became close friends, and before we knew it, we created a safe space for each other. And that's what we want to do for you. Because for all of us, when we feel that we're in a safe space, that's when we can explore what's the root of our struggles, and that can lead to overcoming obstacles. So get ready to step into our safe space where you'll find so many ways to grow into your true self. And become the best version of you. Hello and welcome to Journey Partners, Episode 4, with Mark and Tonya, Dark Night of the Soul. Ooh, scary. (laughs) So, the Dark Night of the Soul is such an unexpected part of the journey. Yeah, why is that? I mean, why is it that when you start to do all of those things that make you feel good, when you start taking care of yourself with yoga and all things self-care, mm. like, the, you know, the Reiki, the moving meditations, regular exercise, cooking healthy meals, looking good, feeling fab, and boom, everything goes tits up, and suddenly all your old traumas, anger issues, self-doubt, and self-sabotage start to appear. Mm, I know that tune. Do you mean... The why me's? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, why do my relationships never work? Why do I always screw up? Why am I still single? <laughs> <laughs> um, why am I not doing better in my career and getting the recognition I think I deserve? Why can't I manage my money? Ah. Why is it when I am all loved up and surrounded by unicorns and rainbows, does all of my old unprocessed Shit come up. Well, my hmm. dear girl. <laughs> oh, you have an answer? <laughs> it's because that by deciding to step into this journey and, and, you know, beginning to work on yourself, you open yourself up to all that unprocessed pain and trauma. You create the safe space for the floodgates to open <laughs> um, so that you can look at your old stories and your old shit and hopefully with some compassion and understanding. Oh, joyful. (laughs) Wonderful. That's why we're here, folks. (laughs) And it's interesting, right? Because when we began our journey in episode one, we started by facing our fears, which led to episode two, which was getting acquainted with our ego identity, which led to episode three, which was tuning into our inner dialogue to see whose voices were in our head so we could learn most of our authentic voice. All things, right? Self-discovery, beautiful. So well, it's a journey. Damn straight. But as we go on this journey to get to a better place, undoubtedly, some shit is going to happen. And feeling this shit is what we call... The dark night of the soul. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the integration of your shadow side, which basically is all the shit we've just talked about, um, it's non-negotiable. When you're walking the path to self-discovery, you must deal with the shadow side. I mean, light and shade balance each other out. Can't have one 
without the other. No, you definitely can't. And I think it is, like you said, it's like they're, they're one side of the spectrum. You know, one side is pain and the other side is joy. So like you said, both there, can't have one without the other. All right. So let's go there, Tonya. Tell us about one or two of your dark nights, because I know there was more than one. <laughs> sure. And there's been several. And sometimes it's not just a dark night, but several nights. But I'm going to just uh, specifically talk about one when I was 30 years old and I had my own business. I took that leap. I was working out regularly and I was feeling amazing. But, you know, I decided to go to some self-development workshops to develop my leadership skills since I had my own business. And Good idea. Yeah, I thought so. But um, working on my leadership skills turned into me crying for the entire weekend. And at this point in my life, I did not cry in public because crying was a sign of weakness. Okay, well, um, back this one up a bit. Why on earth did going to a leadership course turn you into a blubbering mess who must have been a bundle of joy to be with that weekend. <laughs> sure was. But um, what I recognized was what was standing in the way of me accessing my next level of joy and appreciation for my life was unprocessed trauma from 10 years ago, which came in the form of 9-11. Wow. Yep. And um, yeah, that day I was standing in front of the buildings, you know, saw the plane hit, saw people jumping out, again, you know, went through it all. And so at that workshop, I opened up the 9-11 Pandora box because in this workshop, I was in a safe space to feel them. Right. And when I did, I was flooded with all of the sadness, the terror, the loss, and grief that came along with that day. And all I could do is feel all of this pain and cry it all, I mean, all out. And I mean... Snots coming out of the nose out. Oh, pretty. Yeah, and it lasted <laughs> two days. But finally, on the last day, I could put into words what I was feeling because I finally allowed the feelings to come out, which I was so afraid to do and avoid because I kind of felt like if I went into this dark hole, I was actually never going to come out of it. Wow, so I pat on the back here and I have to congratulate you that... that you did the work. I mean, you learned how to process and own that trauma. And who knew that it would come in the form of a leadership workshop? But not so fast. Then what happened? Yeah. So, you know, I owned those feelings and it gave me the power to own that story and that trauma. But ah, universe was going to have a little bit more for me. And right in the middle of me going into the second part of the workshops, I got into a pretty serious car accident and experienced my second near-death experience. Oh, come on, babes. Seriously? Well, my favorite saying, you can't make this shit up. So the pattern was still repeating. And I took that then as my wake-up call. And this is what happens if we do not process old trauma. It comes and repeats again. And so at that moment, I realized I had some more digging to do, and I did. And this led to a huge expansion in my life. And so... This is the point in the gift of the dark night of the soul, if you allow it. It is an opportunity to process the pain so you can get access to a greater joy. Oh, goody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not before you go through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I realized about 
probably 18 months into uh, my personal journey of transformation, which a lot of which was actually done with you, mm. that I probably had my first recognizable first night of the soul. Uh, yeah, I too had more than one. Mm. Um, I realized that I am a master self-saboteur. Ah, would you mind saying that again? Self-saboteur. Yeah, I think that's just a great <laughs> saying to kind of just own. Right. Um, so let me tell you a story. Well, as we know, you know, I had um, I had a pretty good career with with mostly with Condé Nast over 20, 25 years. Um, and in order to be at the top of my game, in order to get to the top, I needed to work with the top, uh, and particularly with photographers, models. I, I needed to become besties with all of the top international designers. Basically, I almost needed to create myself as a brand. Mm. And um, But due to some major limiting self-beliefs, they made me really fearful of mm. doing what I needed to do to become a big personal brand. I was fearful of approaching the higher echelons of photographers because I thought that they wouldn't quite know who I was. Why, you know, why me? Why, or how do they know who I am? Because I wasn't working at, at, at a Vogue or an Elle. Um, and so I was, it made me very wary of, of approaching them, as at the same with all of the top international designers. At the end of fashion shows, it was traditional to run backstage and say hi, offer mm. your congrats, pat them on the back. There were lots of dinners um, and parties, either at their place or you know, at restaurants. It would behoove me to become besties with them. But mm. could I make the effort? Too shy. To, it was, I just couldn't. I couldn't make myself do it. So I imposed some limits on, you know, how far I was going to climb up that fashion ladder. Yeah, so you allowed yourself to stop growing or to go higher in what it was because of these limiting beliefs and this self-doubt that you had because there's actually more for you to go and more for you to reach. But because you had this, you kind of like shot yourself in the foot in limiting actually what was possible for you. Oh, absolutely. And then the one of the most painful recent uh, discoveries was that I realized I would have been a really good magazine editor, mm. editor-in-chief, you know, running a magazine. Um, but I never dared aim that high at that time. I, I just couldn't see that far up the ladder. Yeah, and I kind of, sorry to say, but I, I love that too, is just starting to recognize of like how we could really hold ourselves back because of what we, we don't believe we deserve or what's just not, right? What's it's just conditioning. Not, yeah, and what's not possible. But I do love this one short story you shared that's just so cynically puts how you um, shot yourself in the foot of another opportunity that could have came your way that you just weren't worthy of having. Oh, no, it was a submachine gun attack <laughs> on my foot. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of my career, I sabotaged my chance at being a Vogue fashion editor um, by telling... Anna Wintour, during my final interview, that she was unethical. Just slipped out. Way to go, Connolly. Yeah, we'll definitely seal the deal on a no for that one. <laughs> yeah, well, that was just my subconscious wanted to keep me in the safe zone, in the safe space that I knew it didn't want me to operate outside the box that it was familiar with, you know, like I said earlier, due to conditioning, yeah. what you're used to. And it's funny, like you're just showing all of these stories now of like limiting yourself and 
avoiding being this editor position because of this self-doubt. And the whole point of us bringing this up today and sharing our stories is that we want you to see that accessing this pain, feeling this pain, the pain coming up after feeling all bright and shiny Hmm. is a normal part of the process and it's actually cyclical in nature. You cannot get to the light without going through the dark. You have to get to the pain or feel the pain in order to access a new level of joy. And it is your rite of passage. Oh, for sure. And um, believe it or not, it is healthy Mm. and it's not a punishment. No, although it can feel like that, (laughs) which is why this new acronym you have for pain is super helpful when going through this. Yeah, I really like this one. Okay, it is process, accept, integrate now. And that is the opportunity the dark night of the soul offers because you are ready to process this pain or else it would not be coming up. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, think of it like it's, it's a mourning or a grieving for the way that you used to be that was, um, that was always holding you back, that um, you're, you're processing that pain and I know it says it. I know it's odd to say that you're mourning and grieving it, but it was a big part of your life. And then finally releasing it, boom! It's your moment of rebirth to your next level, almost like the the phases that a butterfly goes through. Yep, revealing episode number five, and so we'll <laughs> save exactly that for that episode. But what we're trying to say is, you can't avoid the pain, but you could certainly learn to move. Absolutely. It. And so. Your mission, if you choose to accept it this week, is to acknowledge some of the shadow side, the doubt, the worry, the pain, the fear. And I invite you to be patient and compassionate with yourself as you do this. And we're going to leave you alone with this and give you a safe space to explore your shadow side. And Mr. Connolly is going to lead you on this journey with the meditation. Thank you, Tonya. And this meditation is going to focus on the third eye, or your brow center, that point between your eyebrows. And we're doing this to help create a safe space to help you with this week's mission. So as usual, I want you to sit up straight, feet on the floor, eyes closed, and just take a few deep inhales and loud exhales from the mouth. Inhale through the nose, Exhale, mouth. And remember to rest your palms on your knees, palms facing upward. And now carry on breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, while you're imagining there is a golden white light coming into your crown And using your breath, you're going to guide that light to that point between the brows. And breathe in and guide the light to the brow center where you can imagine that there is the most beautiful faceted sapphire. And by using your breath to guide the light, it hits the sapphire and makes it spin and shine the most beautiful, crystalline, deep blue 
sapphire light all around your brow area and your crown. And you are lighting up the top half of your head and filling it with that exquisite sapphire light bouncing all around your skull. And as you're inhaling deeply and exhaling slowly through the mouth, I want you to imagine some of the ways in which you have sabotaged yourself in the past. Use this safe space to allow your mind and your third eye to wander into your past and to focus on whatever moments or issues that choose to reveal themselves right now. This is your process. Notice and feel whatever emotions and feelings come up for you and acknowledge and accept them. Now, place your hands just above your belly button and feel those emotions and those feelings in your I am center. And now say softly to yourself, I now fully integrate these issues into my core. And using your breath, guide that beautiful sapphire blue light down from your brow to your core center. And feel that light moving down to your I am center. And now take a deep breath and hold as you gently release your hands and the light and the issues out of your core center and into the ether as you release your breath. Just feel everything leaving your core. And now take a deep breath, loud exhale, open your eyes, and you're back in the room. Mm. Thank you, Mark, for leading that us into that safe space. And for anyone who feels that some of the issues or self-sabotage is still coming through, you could take this time to just journal out some more about what is coming up for you. And don't you worry, we are not leaving you alone with the Dark Knight of the Soul. And next week, we are going to tell you that the butterfly effect, that it's all served a purpose for your growth Absolutely. and well-being. So stay tuned for episode five, where we talk about the butterfly effect. Namaste, Namaste bitches. bitches. Thank you for listening to this episode 
of Journey Partners, where we hope that our stories and conversations are helping you on your own journey of growth and leading to a life of joy. I'm Mark Connolly, and if you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can go to my website, markconnollyalchemy.com, and follow me on Instagram at Mark Reiki. And I'm Tonya Gajuso, and if you'd like to learn more about me and the work that I do, you can go to my website, tonyag.com, and follow me on Instagram at tonya.g1. Peace out, partners. And see you next episode.